everybody, welcome to another episode of the Court of Capes. We're going to give our final opinions on the Transformers Prime world and the discussion about the movie Transformers Prime, Predacons Rising. I am one of your hosts, Joshua Shelton, the renegade darkness correspondent. Alongside of me, we have the Chaos Bringer, a.k.a. Unicron, a.k.a. the MCU conspiracy theorist, Judge Brown. Unicorn! Because Unicron is the Chaos Bringer. Did I miss that? Is is that something we discussed? That Unicron is the Chaos Bringer? Yeah. You didn't know that? I No, it's just, did they say that earlier? Because I totally missed it. It's been said several times on the Okay, show. I totally missed it. Because I was like, yeah, it's totally right. JC's the chaos bringer. He brings trash opinions, and we direction. go crazy. Like, in chaos okay, ensues okay. in the court. Okay, Josh. When when we when we pit, when I pitched that name, I said that Unicron didn't deserve it. Therefore, I'm taking uh, Oh, okay, I remember that. I remember that. But still, <laughs> it's related to Unicron. It's just whatever. I don't know if I want to relate myself at all to Unicron. Oh my goodness. But it was it, a great moment. It was a great moment in court. It was a great moment. Go back to in the episode season finale of season one, right? Yep, season yep. one. Um oh we also have the conqueror, the showman, Curtis Cooper. Jeez, Cooper. Transformers, robots, and the thighs. <laughs> robots <laughs> and the beasts. Alright, we also have the young one, WandaVisionary, Special Inquisitor, Anthony Cooper. Predacon, be gone. Oh, yeah. okay, there we go. So, we are discussing, as I said, Transformers Prime, Predacons Rising. I don't know why I constantly forget this movie, but... JC, do you have a short little synopsis of this movie? It shouldn't be hard, but you got <laughs> one for us? Oh, I definitely don't, but let's do it anyway. All right, all right, I love it. Okay. So, in the final moments of Transformers Prime, in the epilogue, Predacons Rising, the Autobots must figure out what a post-war life looks like and how they can strive to not only restore the physical embodiment of Primus at the core of Cybertron, but to bring back life to a dead planet, to a previously dead planet. And to make Cybertron once again be a flourishing society for the future. How will they get there? And what evils must be fought along the way? <laughs> all right, guys. First of all, what did you hate most about this movie? What did I hate? Oh, well, Unicron, number one. Yeah, yeah, Unicron. Yeah, Unicron. Right, okay. There's no question. Besides Why is he in this movie? He shouldn't be. Why does this movie exist? What, what, do, you, what do you hate most about Unicron? That he's here body? and he's terrible. <laughs> and his voice. I don't like his voice either. His voice is awful. <laughs> he was by far oh, the worst no. part of season one, and they brought him back, and it's garbage. Oh, man. Not only was he garbage, well, he's then, and he's garbage now, but he made Megatron's design look horrible. Terrible. Disgusting. Big purple arms with, like, gross accents all around his body. I, I hated think, every, every bit of that. I think what I hated the most is how many times he was commented on that he looked, like, 
scary and looked good, like all this stuff. I was like, are you serious? Like, do you have, <laughs> like, are your optics broken? Yeah. Come on. What, what makes me absolutely laugh is that, you know, Anthony won't fully appreciate this, but you guys will. Uh, <laughs> like, way back, I think I made a joke before we watched season five of the Batman that the joining would be the, the villains again. And you all were like, You're, yeah, right. I almost made a joke like, oh, yeah, you guys are going to love it when Unicron's the big bad at the end of the show. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Just like I did way back then. Terrible, <laughs> terrible writing. Absolutely. Oh, man. <laughs> JC, why did you make us watch this? See, this is, the, oh, this is an opinion I was going to say um, beforehand. Uh, this is the opposite of the Batman. Um, the Batman. Yes, it because, really is. Because in the Batman, the season finale was horrible. Like the, the very end Horrendous. of the show. But then we watched Batman versus Dracula. And I was like, that may be the best Batman content I've ever seen. In relation yep. to the show, yep. This is the opposite of that. This is garbage. Yep. <laughs> the best, like we, you can ask us what the best part, and I'll give my opinion when you ask. But I have something to say for what I enjoyed most about the movie. Oh yeah, Curtis, did you absolutely like love it when Dark Mount came back on screen? I was like, you know, I mean, Dark Mount is a thing that exists. If like like if the movie like wasn't bad enough, I love how they were just like, just because Curtis didn't like it, here's Dark Mount. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. I, I will give my general opinion of the movie now. Um, did I absolutely hate it? No. Um, there were there were parts that I had fun with, and I think the fact that it was like it was like what like sixty seven minutes. Yeah, that is a huge plus. <laughs> mercifully, mercifully yep mercifully short gotta love it yep wasn't the batman movie pretty short too though it was longer than this it was 90 minutes i think oh okay yeah. okay 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 well i'm gonna say something i like about this movie okay we can get into that discussion i loved getting to see bumblebee step up to the plate he got yes. to officially be knighted by optimus with the star saber he finally got to touch it and he became a warrior we got to see him leading we got to see him doing cool stuff and i liked all of it yep best part of the movie best part of the movie absolutely that that was my positive that's what i wrote down it was the bumblebee show and i was here for it all yeah i mean that was i mean i wouldn't say redeeming because redeeming is way too strong of a word when referring to this movie um but it was a great continuation in reference to the season finale. Yep. So that was cool. Yeah. Um, okay, so I'll, I'll go ahead and say something I also did not like about this movie. Um, <laughs> the utter, the utter butchering of anything related to the Predacons. Oh, I you mean. Come on. Oh, yeah. They, they went from something super BA to like the lamest thing ever. <laughs> you uh, mean you guys didn't love Darksteel and Skylinks? They were worse than no, the Joker goons. Did. What were the Joker goons called? Oh. I can think of it, but I. Punch and something that? else. 
Oh, oh, Punch and Judy. Yeah, yeah Punch, Punch and Judy. Judy. Yeah, they were better than these two. Well, Punch and Judy didn't even talk. Exactly. <laughs> they were they, they were fine. These guys didn't need to talk. <laughs> You're right. They should have been, you know, all like dark and and whatnot, but they they're like, <laughs> you know, like, gosh, gosh. Mm. All right, the biggest the biggest crime that they did is by using the Skylink's name because Sky. All right, they just did it because basically Transformers has so many trademarks of characters that in order to keep a trademark alive, you have to use it every like four years in a product like a toy, and oh. and they have a lot of trademarks, so they have to constantly like find ways to put out a ton of names as toys, so. They took an amazing Autobot from the G1 continuity named Skylinks, who is nothing like this at all. He's an Autobot. And they stuck that name on this Predacon toy. And then they transferred the toy to the movie and then made him this thing. And that is an abomination. It was just a trademark save. But my gosh, it's horrible to put his name on this abomination. Wow. Thing. I, I'm sad that it didn't live up to the standards, you know, of like a Transformers lover. Because like, it's, you know, I mean, it's not, I don't hate Transformers, you know, I'm starting to like them more and more. Um, I love some of the characters on the show, but oh, yeah. to, to let down someone like you, JC, man. <laughs> All right, Josh, what Ouch. went through your mind? What went through your mind uh, in like minute six or seven of this movie when they zoomed into Earth and you see Megatron rising from the dead? I was like... Again? Are you serious? Please stop. Why are you doing this? This movie is called Predacons Rising, not Megatron's Rising. Just, <laughs> just put it to rest. Like, please. Yeah. And then it was they do what they did. And then there was the end, which was a little surprising. We'll get to the end. All right. I mean, when they raise okay. characters, when they, oh, sorry, I was, when they raise characters from the dead, when you, when there's such a huge moment of them dying, it is annoying. And I Utterly always, stupid. I always hate it. They did it to Silas, which was super frustrating. I hated that so much. I was like, why are you yeah. doing this? And then they did it to, um, they did it to, to Mobius or more, more, yeah, in, in Loki. And I was like, I wasn't hating that. I didn't hate that because I liked the way that kind of ended. But I feel like it just takes away from the death of the character. And yeah. how impactful that is in the show. Yep, totally agree. And no, I, I don't know if that's the darkness correspondent in me really wanting a death of a character to happen to be impactful. Um, because honestly, the only death we really got that was super impactful, there was like breakdown. And I was like, whoa, that happened. Um I don't think anything really. I mean, I wasn't con I wasn't a lot like Will um Cliff Jumper was not a character I was attached to at all. Like he died first episode, like, whoa, these other characters are attached to that, but that's it. Yeah. Was there an actual character death in this show um that spoke or that really touched you as much as or not touched you, but Spoke to the quality of show as much as Megatron's death. No. No. 
There wasn't. I think I think the second most. I mean, Cliff Jumper is in a unique case, but Dreadwing was up there. Yeah, Dreadwings is pretty pretty cool. I just hated everything surrounding well, it. Yeah, the, the whole moment is like choosing Starscream. Like it was dumb. Like the whole everything going around it was super dumb, and and it was it sucked that he died because we kind of liked him, but I feel like they just trashed his death because it was just Megatron choosing Starscream, and that was it. And then they he's never spoken of again. I swear, ever. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, the the plot for this movie leaked online before it came out, and I just remember being like, "Unicron does what to Megatron?" Excuse me. <laughs> Even back then, it's just like, why? So that that was going to be my question, JC. What did you think of this as a kid? I mean, it was disappointing as a as the last thing. Like, it was it was too short. And and it wasn't good enough, but the last five minutes really did redeem it for me. Yeah, the last five minutes pretty awesome. It, yeah, the last five that, minutes were fantastic. But was it that, really redemptive? Like it it made it for me. Like like you have to slog through a lot of this movie. You do. Yeah, but you get you get the bumblebee moments throughout that I, that keep you going. That I liked, mm-hmm. and then you get the last five minutes, and it's just like, yeah, they could have they could have just given us one more epilogue episode. Could have been Bumblebee leading some stuff, fighting some Predacons or whatever, and then giving us these last five minutes, and I would have been so much happier. I mean, imagine Bumble Prime. I mean, hey, yeah, come on, come on. Anything else before we just dive into how amazing the last five minutes are? Nope. No. <laughs> I I was I was expect I think the only thing I will say is I was expecting an epic final fight at the end and we did not get one. With all yeah. of the factions like assembled, I was like, okay, ever pretty much everybody's here except Soundwave, rest his soul. Um yeah. and they did nothing. Yeah. Aside but from they, stop a couple we, zombies. But, but we got to see Predacon Terracons, and that's cool. Dude. Right? We didn't even... <laughs> No, it's not cool, JC. It's not cool. It's not cool. And what's also not cool is how they just throw Shockwave into there and he's gone. That's yeah. how he dies. Did Shockwave die? Yeah, he was yeah, they they surround I mean they didn't show his death, but I mean, is he still alive? Oh, no, no, no. oh yeah, he died. He died when he was uh in the cannon mode or is a yeah. tank mode. Yeah. Yeah. No, he popped he popped up after that though. He did? Yeah. He oh, he was shit. all busted up and, and he like talked to the he was talking to the uh Predacons. Yeah, he survived. Oh. And I was like, huh, yeah. that's an interesting choice. That's, oh, okay. that's what I thought. Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay, okay. Well either way it wasn't the greatest of moments. Yeah. Because, okay, we've already talked about the fact that Transformers Prime has a terrible sequel show. They never, they never bring back Shockwave. That's why, I was that like, that's why I was like, okay, maybe he did die. But that's so stupid. If he lived, why did they bring him back? Ugh. Hate the sequel show. JC, we really need to just, like, somehow get you on the board of 
of some or creative team of some sort of Transformer show. Somehow. Oh and like we I all would... we all like you bring us with you and I'll bring like dark elements to it and oh. like Anthony will bring the jokes. Curtis was like, I'm gonna drive some narrative here, and JC's like, I'm gonna bring some great callbacks that everyone's gonna love and appreciate that'll be done in the right way. Okay, this is what needs to happen. We need two shows. One's gonna be a mini season, not a mini season, but like, like one season, maybe like maybe like six to thirteen episodes, depending on how long the story can stretch out. Probably six episodes. Okay. Detailing detailing the thirteen Primus and the fight against Unicron. Boom. That'd be a slam dunk. Second show. We need to have we need to have the beginning of the Great War. Optimus is falling out with Megatron and actually seeing the Autobots and Decepticons rising and finally like the the conflict culminating into all out war. Absolutely. That would be a banger show. Oh my gosh. I would watch the living heck out of that, JC. Yeah, I would watch that a ton too. We get way too much Earth stuff. And I swear they throw Earth stuff in here because it's relatable for humans. But for kids. as yeah, for kids. But I really think kids would just love a bunch of robots fighting. Like Yep. That's all you need. You can satisfy both parties or multiple parties if even if it was just a fight on Cybertron. Yep. It, it's so stupid that neither of those shows exist. And yes, I would make them and we would make them great. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Anyway, into my tangent. <laughs> I mean, we don't even you. make, you don't even make it a kid's show. I mean, you kind of can if you want to, but like you could go, you know, like actually kill a bunch. I mean, I'm just saying you can kill characters off. That, that's what I want. I want a character that's killed off that you're attached to and they don't bring back or if they brought him back they brought him back in a way you never expected but was logical and way later in the show and that was super hype yes yeah oh yeah and if we did the 13 the story of the 13 solus prime dies in a tragic way megatronus the original megatronus kills her and he was in love with her Dang. oh it's so good that's the game of thrones right there <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah oh Okay. Uh, we yeah we. So. <laughs> so the last five minutes, let's let's break this down. Optimus Prime has to empty the AllSpark, which I'm so glad we finally got to see here. I love seeing all the different like Transformers artifacts. Uh, we get he has to empty the contents of it into the Matrix of Leadership, combining his own Spark with the Matrix with the AllSpark, which is freaking crazy. Yeah. Pretty cool moment. So Optimus has to give a final speech and sacrifice himself to save and bring life back to Cybertron. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. And basically gave a speech saying that, you know, it doesn't take the matrix of leadership to be a leader. You know, I, there, there are going to be leaders that spring forth. And I think he was referencing like Smokescreen and Bumblebee. And knockout. Yeah. Oh gosh. Oh my gosh. Anybody yeah. want to talk about knockout? <laughs> yeah. Other than uh, other than Bumblebee, knockout was my favorite part. He was great. He's yeah. just like I didn't have I didn't have very good role models. He was fun. That was amazing. <laughs> I 
<laughs> it was so funny. I like there was a moment in this movie where I like really related with Smokescreen, like something that was important, like all oh, their stuff down, like you know, Unicron's back. This is super dumb, and then we got Dark Mount again, and like it's exactly the same thing, like exactly the same thing. And uh, and then they get back to the base finally, and then Smokescreen's like, "Yo, what do we call them? Is it Unitron or Megacron?" <laughs> I was like, I was like, yo, I know, right? Like, that's the only thing I'm thinking about right now because the rest of the stuff that's happening is not enjoyable. So, okay, okay, smoke screen sitting on Megatron's throne was gold. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> and he said something that was like all tried to be all dark and stuff. I was like, I love you so much, smoke screen. <laughs> Bulkhead's just like, that's some bad mojo. Yeah. But yeah, so um, and and Smokescreen does reference to the fact that Optimus almost made him a prime, and Bumblebee's just like, "What?" Yeah, but he was like, you know, you know, he was fine with it. He didn't grumble, grumble. Yeah. There was no grumbling. Exactly, because he's he had completed his character arc. Because Smokescreen is top tier. <laughs> um, Super top tier. Yeah, I mean, I I liked, I kind of liked the, I mean, I liked the ending. It was talked about the matrix of leadership part that was cool and seeing the the well open up was pretty awesome too oh man i loved seeing the well of all sparks so all of the sparks come out and they form uh a cybertronian that's how it works that's what's happening right all all of those things and were they trying to reference that that red one was kind of like was was Optimus in a way? Is that what they were okay. trying to reference? Okay. We got to talk about that. Because it did seem like they were trying to push that a little bit. That red spark is freaking Optimus Prime. And no one's going to tell me differently. Especially not the stupid sequel show. Oh, the sequel show gives the answer? And the answer is basically no. They, they don't address it. Optimus uh, just comes back to life. Optimus uh, just freaking comes back to life. That's dumb. Oh, okay. It's so stupid. That Make is dumb. Okay. Okay. This is the official. This is the official JC canon. Optimus Prime, the original member of the Thirteen, sacrifices himself and his memories to go into the Well of All Sparks, just like he did in this finale. And but instead of but and he sacrificed his godhood of being a Prime, an actual Prime, to become a Cybertronian, to become a Transformer. Because the original Primes were not Transformers. So he sacrifices his godhood, he becomes a Transformer, and he loses all of his memories. Then he gets the Matrix, regains the memories, he becomes an amazing fighter, leader of the Autobots, and then he repeats the process, sacrifices himself again, and comes back as Orion Pax, or some equivalent of that. And then he can repeat the process and become an even greater person in the future. It's amazing. And that's canon, according to me. <laughs> oh man! I mean, I I like I kind of like that idea, and it would be wild for him to come back and someone else being the leader of Cybertron in a way, because we can go. This could be a step into Megatron's decision. Um, but I, I kind of like that idea. Oh my gosh! All right. 
So when I was when I when I finished this movie as the first time as a kid, I was like, is this a prequel to Transformers Animated almost? <laughs> because in that continuity, Ultra Magnus is Supreme Commander of the Autobots, and Optimus is a rookie, basically. Oh. And I'm just like, wait a second. Is that what happens here? Does Ultra Magnus become Supreme Commander and Optimus comes back as a rookie? Like what? That was a crazy thought. So what is the sequel show to this, JC? Transformers Robots in Disguise. Oh, okay. Bird, it's pretty good. Okay, there's two Transformers Robots in Disguise shows. The second one that came out in 2015, the sequel show to Prime, was so bad, they it stole another show's name. Damn. They couldn't even come up with a name for it. Yowzas. Anyway. Um, I, can't, I can't wait to watch that show. <sighs> yeah, it's going to be something. <laughs> but man, were the last five minutes of this movie gold. Agree. It was so, so good just to, like, it was so poetic to see Optimus sacrifice himself for the betterment of all life. And it was just such a good moment. And seeing the well, it was just overwhelmingly good, in my opinion. Overwhelming good. Mm-hmm. Um, what do we think about Megatron's decision? JC, did that I mean, decision last? Like, how did Robots in Disguise come about? Because he They was... never address it. Megatron never appears. It's stupid. That's so, the end of him. Megatron is not a villain in Robots in Disguise. No, he doesn't appear. He doesn't do anything. They don't even reference him ever again. I mean, I mean, okay. Starscream comes back, he references Megatron. That's about it. But he doesn't say anything about what he's currently doing. They don't say anything about the future of his character. Wait, so who's... Oh, well, I guess that'd be spoilers. I don't think I'm ever going to watch it. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Curtis, you were going to say something? Hmm, what was I going to say? Oh, it's gone. Long gone. <laughs> Just like this movie will be in like <laughs> yeah. in like twelve minutes. Oh, uh, I do. I do have an update. Um, to the exclusive to me, the special Court of Capes movie rankings for every movie we've watched so far. I have a few updates. Ooh. All right. So uh, at the bottom we have the Batman Vampire movie. <laughs> Above that, we have Snyder Cut. <laughs> then, Tron 1. <laughs> I don't agree with that, Josh. I don't agree with that. Then, above Tron 1, we have Transformers Predacons Rising. Okay, okay. Oh, then, above, then, above <laughs> that, we have Tron Legacy. Oh, I'm so okay with that. <laughs> That mean that means to me, uh, Predacons Rising was about uh, six and a half. Oh, I, I, that, that's way better than I thought you'd ever rank it, Curtis. Wow. Thank you, thank you. I mean, I, I found stuff to like in this movie. If yeah. it was twice as long, I would hate it. But true, that's all right. The um, and then above, okay, above Tron Legacy, we have Black Widow. Then we have Mugen Train. Yeah. Then at number two, we have The Eternals, and then at number one, we have Shang Chi. So I can't believe. Put Eternals above the Demon Slayer movie. Yeah, you put Eternals uh, above. Oh, I counter would put it way above. Counter, yeah. 
counterpoint, screw both of you. <laughs> oh, what man. a point. <laughs> Bring it to the court. I, I stand behind you on that choice wholeheartedly, Curtis. Thank you, JC. I knew you would. Yeah. Josh, we will bring order to this chaos one day. Whether that be through might or fright, we will do it. That is ridiculous, man. And to that, I say put in the work and make your own movie ranking list. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, it's not hard. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think you all got it in you. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, that, that is my final contribution to the uh, Predacon Rising discourse. <laughs> Here's my final words on Predacon Rising. No Predacons rose, zero out of ten. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, it's probably my second to last on the list. For me. Only Maybe. above only above Tron, the original movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, that was so bad. You all you all do ram a great disrespect. Ram was a true hero, and Ram yes, deserved yes, better. Oh, my word. Dude, I, I love mean, the first Tran movie. Who, first doesn't, lo- who doesn't love uh, Jeff Bridges' smile grimacing through the whole movie? Oh, yeah. so... <laughs> Just popping around on discs. Oh, oh, oh. Did, did you okay. guys get my picture, or did I put it on Instagram? Did I play the Tron... The original Tron arcade game. Oh yeah, I saw that. That was dope. Nice. Yeah, it was. It was hard as mess, though. <laughs> oh my gosh, that game oh, wow. was not easy. So wow. like, it it was wild. Like, what you would do is there were different. There were four game types, and uh, the way you would select the game type was actually similar to Psychonauts. Is it was kind of like a brain looking thing, but similar to what a motherboard would look like in a way. And you would take the cursor with your little gear thing, whatever you would call it. I don't know what you would call it. Um, and uh, you would lead your little character or your little dot to that, and that's how you would select your game type. There are four quadrants, and so the different game types were like a tank battle, which was probably the hardest of it all. Then uh, you trying to to sneak into I don't even know what you would call it, but you would have to. Sh- shoot these things i don't know i don't know it was so weird and they're like a version and then you play tron bikes which was my favorite i did really good on the tron bikes game um but yeah i got to play the original tron game that's pretty Arcade, sweet which was super awesome and wolverine um wrestling or x-men wrestling that was wow wild. <laughs> oh man okay so the last thing I want to say about the movie is that I loved like the little beat that we had between RC and Bumblebee where uh, Bumblebee's like, I learned from the best. And he's just like, oh, there was a powerful little two wheeler. I know. Oh, well, she automatically assumed Optimus. Optimus. Yeah. And then he's like, it's a no, it's a powerful two wheeler that I know. And she's like, oh, no. now that was definitely a good resurrection for the characters, because as I mentioned, I, I feel like they both fell off. Uh, yeah. Compared to where they were in season one. And so. Yeah. Yo, guys, is it time? Time I mean, to recap? Our, oh yeah, we can we can recap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. JC, give us give us the the conversation points you would like to hit. Okay. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna let this go too long, but uh Okay. Okay. 
if you can think back to your single favorite moment of the entire show that's not in the finale. Oh, come, oh, come on! Come on! <laughs> JC! So like, like, our second favorite. That is utterly the best moment in the entire show. Like, hands down. That's fair. That's fair. Okay, what else? <laughs> All right, second favorite then. Yeah, sure. Second favorite. Um, I think that my second favorite moment is in, I believe it was One Shall Fall, um, Optimus Prime mm-hmm. beating Megatron within an inch of his life. Mm. That that is like a top three moment for me. That might be my second favorite moment. So I'm going to choose my third favorite moment if that's the case. <laughs> okay, what's your third? That's a great moment. Uh, it's Legacy, where Optimus picks up the Star Saber and Ooh. uses it to slice the mountain. That's a mighty fine moment. Such good moments. Honestly, Josh? I think that's one, two, and three for me as well. Wow. I'm going pick, to pick my fourth favorite. Yep, go to four. <laughs> uh, my fourth favorite was All probably, favorite. like, it was a big moment for me. It wasn't, like, a super hype moment, but for me, as my opinion of this show, and it's always nice to see your character go places um, and become someone, and it's when Smokescreen saved optimus and they're sitting yes and they're sitting there in the cave and stuff like that and he was basically telling smokescreen that he was prime worthy Mm. and i was like yo this is so freaking awesome yeah so that's it for me that's that's the one that's so good it spoke to me personally but i'm glad curtis that it spoke to you as well oh yeah great moment all right going to Favorite moment number five for me. Uh, <laughs> oh gosh. I would say I really, really liked um when uh there Megatron's about to summon the horde of zombie cons, and then right when he's about to touch the fingers of them, uh he basically get it explodes and he gets smashed in his face. Oh yeah, right when he was yeah, that was pretty cool. He was resurrecting them on Cybertron, and he got so yeah, close. he was gonna space bridge from all to Earth, and then in, in the symbology of like this dead hand going to him, and then right when Optimus was like blow the thing up, and it blows up. Yeah, mm. that was the end of competent Megatron. Just <laughs> Ooh. Not Ooh. Whoa! Oh man. Okay. Oh, and uh, I will also mention um, this. I completely forgot at this moment until right now, so it, it's probably top three for me. Is uh, the death of Tailgate in episode one? You mean Cliff Jumper? Cliff Jumper? Yes. Tailgate <laughs> was the one before him. Tailgate uh, was the one before. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but man, what an amazing like tone setting like moment to be like, oh, this ain't this ain't your grandpa's Transformers. <laughs> well, it actually kind of turned into your grandpa's Transformers, but that moment yeah, was cool. Did. Yeah, it it, <laughs> yeah. It, it was a similar to start to the show as Tron, right? Or we're not we're not like attached to this character much at all, but they're gonna kill a character off. 
But boy, was Cliff Jumper way cooler than that nobody that was killed. Yeah, in they did. They did give a flashback, and you know, with Cliff Jumper comes to save RC, and they become partners. So that was great. Except the he Rock was, was the no rock longer gone. voicing him at all. So. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. The original Megatron be gone from Orion Pax Part Three. Ah, solid moment. Do you feel and like he said that too often, though? He only said it twice, and the only other time okay. was when he came back in yeah. a new body. And they threw him into, like, the power cell of Dark Knight. Yeah. And that also was another great moment. Optimus coming in and destroying Megatron with the new body. Chunky oh. Optimus. Oh, just, just the new body when he was introduced, like, right there, and he was flying. That was a pretty epic moment. Yeah. Yep. You boys got anything else, or are we stopping there? I mean, there were always some great moments in the show. I mean, every so often, something super cool. It was it, it was a consistently good show. Yep. That it was. Okay. Favorite season? Mm, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to go ahead and rank them. Ooh, do it. All right. Uh 3 1 2 Two, we've uh, kind of butchered to death, so I'm not going to rehash that. Um, one, I think, has an amazing beginning, um, a very, very good middle, and then a terrible finale. And then three, I think, does have some weird filler episodes, but aside from that, like I pretty much like everywhere where everything the story does. So I think three is the most consistent for me. Um, I'm exactly the same three, one or, uh, yeah, three, one, two, uh, I, yeah, two, you know, we have really destroyed two. We, we keep referencing it way too much. Um, it felt long Two did feel really long. Um, <laughs> but, uh, I feel like the difference between three and one, one had great story, but the finale was off. We, we, we shredded that finale. Three has some of the back best action we'd ever seen in the entire show. Like you could tell the difference in the action scenes. Like it was fantastic, and it did have the best finale um, in the entire show, and one of the best finales we've seen in the Court of Capes. So yeah, three one two yeah. for me. I would also say that Prime probably has the third best action overall we've seen in the shows we watched. I would put obviously Demon Slayer at the top, followed by Tron than Prime in terms of fight choreography and action scenes. Yeah. I would, yeah. I would, I would put Demon Slayer over Prime only. Oh, so you put Tron I mean, at number three? Yeah. I mean, I vehemently disagree, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, uh, no, there was just some times, I think, in Tron where it was just freaking crazy with the discs, and they got really creative with something so simple. Like prime and just, and just, they, they use the color palette for the for the fight scenes itself True. in Tron. I think that's such a dope concept. I feel like Prime sometimes struggled with making something as simple as like if they did have a disc or whatever seem as cool. Like their fight scenes didn't seem as cool until they started yeah. using all the the relics and uh and you know, just really getting creative. I feel like the fight scenes didn't get awesome until like smoke screen and um Wheeljack, we're really starting to go at it. Yeah, like the with Prime, like there's like a huge chunk of middle where like my eyes blazed over every time they started beating on each other. Yeah, the fights. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Honestly, sometimes the fight scenes would just 
go just especially if bulkhead was involved but oh my word i mean come on he's the most boring fighter ever there was like one moment in except in three when he was paired with wheeljack and um ultra magnus that was a pretty cool moment uh but a lot of bulkhead's fights were really boring Okay, Anthony. Um, uh, three and one are pretty equal in my brain, but I think I'd have to give it to one just because of nostalgia about it. And when I remember Transformers Prime, I'm gonna remember season one. I probably am probably gonna forget most things that happened in season three. Um, that's, yeah, that's fair. Just... I I feel similarly in that way. Um, and so I think season one, just all throughout, besides obviously. Well, I think, hmm, I think it's the most like rewatchable is like, oh, this is a show that I know about. Oh, this show's pretty good and fun throughout uh, would be season one. It's just got some some issues at the end, you know, Yeah. Uh, where three may be more consistent. There's just less content. Mm-hmm. So I think I would go one, three, two, two, two was the major slog. And I'm going to skip most of two besides the Bumblebee stuff when I rewatch this. So, yeah. I feel like it, like a lot of the times you said like this episode was good or whatever in two like I don't know there were a lot of episodes in two that I felt like I mean I put them higher on my list but a lot of the content in two was kind of a drag for me it was hard hmm. you're it- right some, some of the episodes were pretty pretty similar to the episode you just watched it's just that them doing it again yeah, yeah. It, the whole the whole relic search thing just really didn't hit for me at all. Yeah, and that was yeah. four four whole episodes going through that. Um, and then they would hit an arc. They're like, "Oh, that's kind of cool," and then never revisit that concept again. And so it was it was it was kind of tough to get three so like through two. So I'm like, man, I'm kind of transformed out right now. Um, but when we got to three, like I was like, okay, this is what Transformers should have been from the start. In season two, butchered Megatron. Just, oh yeah, yeah. Just, he, I just like, he was incompetent Megatron all throughout season two. And and in season one, Starscream was at the incompetent helm, and it was awesome because he's yeah. supposed. To- yeah, it made sense. Yeah, like I, my favorite Decepticon like dialogues is when he is trying to play off. That Megatron is like dead when he's not, and then he's like, "Oh, <laughs> can't fix him, but you can." And then <laughs> all this stuff—it was so great. That was Starscream was at his best in season one. Optimus, yeah. in my opinion, was at his best in season one. Uh, and then Megatron's few appearances—I think he was pretty great in minus Unicron. Optimus yeah. had better lines and character development in season one. But I feel like he was cooler in season three. <laughs> Like him flying around, that was all right. Crazy. All right, I I I gotta bring a hot take to the court. Oh man, I love Chunky Optimus. I think his previous design is leagues better. A hundred percent, like way better. A hundred percent agree. Okay, I okay. like Chunkimus, but he's more fun to talk about and laugh at, in my opinion. When he, and he does do cool stuff. Yeah. He does do cool stuff, but so could the other Optimus. <laughs> So I freaking love the season three design. Like it's amazing, and and I want a figure of it so bad. But but the season one design is iconic. 
and it is maybe the best design of any Optimus Prime ever. Uh, yeah, I mean, I love the design of season three so much, but maybe that's just, I don't want to say like nostalgia in a way, because obviously I didn't watch this, but there's the Transformers movie where this occurs, right? Where he gets like all of his parts put together and he's flying around and like Optimus flying around was the coolest freaking thing ever. Um, Are you talking about Revenge of the Fallen? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. And so I thought that was so freaking cool of him flying around. And so I got a lot of feelings from that when I watched when, with this design. It was like the same yep. thing. So, yeah, I, I loved the season three design so much. Yeah, I thought it was a great upgrade. Like, it's not a it's not a better like Optimus Optimus like for me, but it's like it's like a freaking cool like design in general. Could have had more glow to him, you know. That would have been cool. yeah. Kurt, you know what this reminds me of? This reminds me of in the Power Rangers shows when the Red Ranger would get battleizers. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yep, the Red Ranger in every show uh, would he would get he would go off in one episode, do some training or some mental thought, and then he would get like armor twice the size of him, and then that would be <laughs> his main thing. And it's pretty cool, but you can't it's beat the iconic dope. look. Yeah, yeah, no, it's not the original look, but it's still dope. Why are we messing around? Let's just review uh, Power Rangers and Ninja Storm. <laughs> Let's. <laughs> oh gosh, not Mighty Morphin. True that. No oh, man. <laughs> the only, the only Power Ranger show I've ever seen all the way through was Mystic Force. Never oh, seen it. I've never seen a Power Ranger show all the way through. That was head. high on the list of Mom won't let me watch this. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that would be. Right. Well, well, guess I'm changing my pitch to be Power Rangers Mystic Force right now. Power Rangers Ninja Storm and Dino Thunder are where it was at. Mm. So are we deciding to rank this show as a whole in the rankings? And uh, What do you mean? Like, I, I already have mine ranked. Yeah, we're gonna do that. So okay. uh, yeah, let's, let's let's go and do that, Curtis. Uh, if you if you want to go first, I guess since you have it. All right. Okay. So th we're, this is just us ranking every show we've watched so far. Correct. Yeah. Okay. So um, as previously stated, um, I also have listed um, my favorite moments next to each ranking, um, and I'm not gonna reiterate those until like we have a bigger discussion later about like maybe once we get to like ten shows. But uh, my favorite moment, obviously, in Prime was Bumblebee speaking for the first time and running Megatron through. Um, but okay, here's the rankings. Number six, we got The Butt Man. <laughs> Number five, Iron Man Arn Adventures. Number four, and now I, I do want to say, I have adjusted one of my rankings aside from Prime since we last spoke. So uh, something something changed up top. Ooh. All right, number four we have Transformers Prime. Number three, X Men Evolution. Number two, above X Men Evolution now is Demon Slayer. I just think that it's overall a better show, and the actions obviously leaked better, and I'm excited about its future. And then, of course, number one, no surprise coming from me, Tron Uprising. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. 
I guess I can go next. Um, honestly, my list is not much different except for the obvious choices. Um, uh, number six, we have the Batman. Number five, we have Iron Man. Number four, we do have Transformers Prime. I'm kind of surprised you didn't put it above X-Men Evolution, Josh. Um, it, season three, I think, was a great revival. If we just ended on season two, then yes, X-Men Evolution would have beaten Transformers Prime. Like, at the end of season two of Transformers, I was transformed out. I was like, I don't know how much of this I can take anymore. Um, but there were some reviving characters such as uh, Smokescreen for me, and I really enjoyed Wheeljack and stuff like that. And as I said before, there's been very few moments in this show where, like, something we've watched where my jaw has hit the floor. Mm-hmm. And one of that was Bumblebee stabbing through Megatron um, with the sword. And the other moment was in Demon Slayer. Well, yeah. And, and my number two is Tron, because, I mean, it's a great story. Very compelling. Uh, very great action action scenes. And number one, Demon Slayer, which is also one of the jaw-dropping moments in episode 18 where uh, Nezuko uses the blood art and along with Tanji. Oh, man. It was so good. Oh, Solid my gosh. Yes. That scene was so freaking good. That's one moment I did, I did tear up. That whole thing, like all of that put together, like I think it was eighteen and nineteen put together, where they were just. Oof. All right. Very few shows amount to a moment like that. Here is my list, and the Batman category. I have the Batman. <laughs> you got the tears. <laughs> yep, and then, which you've never watched. Uh, I watched it, then I stopped. <laughs> Uh, then Iron Man Armored Adventures. And then best theme. Great theme, but mm. uh, <laughs> it's a big question. Mm, man, that was questionable, better. Questionable everything else. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then up from that, I have Tron Uprising. Um, that show's great. Uh, I wish Whoa. I had an ending. Wish I had an ending, but it, uh, it doesn't. Uh, Transformers Prime is up next. Love this show. It's got some more issues than I remember, but it's got a pretty good ending and then a bad movie. We don't talk about the movie, but the ending was fantastic. And season one was great. Three was great. Two was bad. Uh, And then X-Men Evolution above there. I just feel like it had uh, more moments that uh, kind of enriched me in multiple finales that that didn't let me down, that actually increased the stakes and changed like the dynamic that X-Men had to go through things. Just had a bad season one. And then, of course, Demon Slayer, because uh, I think it's just the most quality in all the categories. I am Tron is Tron below Transformers Prime. Not that hard to take. Tron below X-Men Evolution. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd much rather watch those shows right well, now in my mind. Well, I mean, I give it to Anthony because Anthony is an X-Men boy. Like, that's his thing. Correct. Yeah, but I mean, I like X-Men too, but man. <laughs> like, but I mean, I myself have said that I prefer shows with high highs and high low and low lows. So, I mean, Transformers yeah, and, and X-Men Evolution definitely have lower lows. Yeah. Than, and uh, Tron does. 
Tron has my favorite animation besides Demon Slayer. And it's got some of my favorite moments in fights. But there's just too little of it and not a good not a good ending. So how I can't put it above the other two. I mean, those are those are valid points. With and I and I think di- different people value like endings differently. Yeah, I agree. What well, wasn't supposed to be an ending? Like, yeah, but it's not like we have one. Yeah, Dang, we, we can't. Disney. And it's not Tron Legacy, that's for sure. So. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Okay, guys. So my ranking has not changed at all. At the very bottom, we have Iron Man Armored Adventures Season 2, followed by the Batman. <laughs> I, forgot. By... I forgot you split it up. <laughs> followed by Iron Man Season 1. Followed by Demon Slayer number 4 now, X-Men Evolution number 3, Tron Uprising number 2, and of course, Transformers Prime, my favorite show unequivocally of all time, officially. Really? I was going to ask you if, uh, if this specific rewatch, like, affected it in terms of like whether avatar jumped it or not it's unequivocal it's my favorite i can't see it jc it's it's because it it is it is me the big transformers nerd who grew up enjoying them in all shapes and forms and fashions and this is the best show that there is to offer in that category and it is nostalgic and it speaks to me on every level of my human being if you say it like that, I get it. I get it. If you, if you, if there's something you really like, one of the favorite things. If you're a huge nerd for something, and then the best content of that thing, you know that makes sense. Yeah, like I mean, in, in some ways, you know that makes sense. It like, has to be your favorite. Like the, <laughs> like the people that grew up, like like that that experienced Beast Wars in a similar time. Like when I grew up, like when they were that age, then they experienced Beast Wars. That's their favorite show of all time. And they don't even consider Prime their favorite show. And in my opinion, that's just because of nostalgia clouding their judgment, because I think Prime's a better show. But maybe that's my nostalgia clouding my judgment. But we all have our own thing. We all have our own biases. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, I can admit, I, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's heavily biased, but it's, it is what it is. It is now my goal. To propose something that we watch that is that JC's one. new favorite show of all time. Because that's the only thing that's going to beat Transformers Prime. I don't Remember, know that's... how many shows out there that can really. It <laughs> might take a hundred tries. Remember, Curtis. <laughs> Remember, Curtis. This would have to dethrone my second favorite show of all time, Avatar The Last Airbender. Yeah, that's true. Yes, it, yes, it would. And that's a tough one. Yes, that's a it tough would. One. I mean, that's your favorite show of all time, right, Curtis? Uh, yes, so far. Um, I, I need to do some introspection about all of my favorite shows, though. Yeah, I gotta do, I mean... Because, like, freaking Castlevania has ended, I need to think about that. I want to think about, like, where my hero currently ranks, and there, there's a lot to think about. Yeah. And, I mean, Love is War is a oh new God. entrant into that. That show is freaking incredible, and honestly, perfect. I mean, and, Co- of course, Co-Geos. Co-Geos. Co-Geos, of course, of course. That's, uh, that, scrap out that European thing. crap, though. Like, just, yeah, no, 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 we don't that, talk about that. that. That does not exist. We do not speak those words on the Court of Kings draw. <laughs> Curse and I tried so hard to watch that. We tried <laughs> we real tried hard. We tried real hard to watch that. And we I could not get into it. Curtis, we tried, too. 
Yep, I tried with JC. I was like, JC, me and Josh failed at this. Can we do it? No, we could not. I fell asleep like in the first 10 minutes. <laughs> now, the real question is, Curtis, where does SSS Gridman go? Gridman! <laughs> hey, oh the animation God. was at least pretty. It was. At least the 2D animation was. 3D, 3D was a little chunky. Oh, man. Ah, gentlemen, man. gentlemen, what the frick are we watching next? That is uh, a fantastic question, AC. We, we, we have been for like we, for like seven or eight months. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. we're ready for a new show. I really think that we are, and I'm excited to see what you guys bring. I, I hope you guys better not fail me. Like I'm, I'm <laughs> ready for a a new show that will bring a breath of fresh air, new um, energy. Yeah, just some new energy, some good for us to talk about. It may be my show. Some darkness? It may be the the showman show. It mm. may be Chaos Bringer's show. Mm. Or the special inquisitor have might might have a card a trick up his sleeve to it's do funny. It's funny because at this point I feel like it's just like depending on what I actually pitch, it's like, do I want to win or not? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean yes. I don't know. I'm down for something just really new, you know. So something uh, well fresh. Something we gotta really stop. My my pitch I prepared would be new, in a sense. In a sense. Oh no, I don't like that at all. <laughs> <laughs> Transformers Beast Wars, it is. <laughs> oh. oh man. Man. Yeah. That's that's the that's a joke. I'm never I'm never pitching a non-transformer show again. Yeah, I'm transformered out, bro. <laughs> like no, uh, no more, no more. Uh, but we haven't even got to Hot Shot yet, uh, dude. I mean, I'm willing to go back and watch Cybertron on my own time. Ooh, um, chunky. Talk about chunky. That so, Optimus is chunky. Yeah. All of those he characters is. are chunky. Yeah, but Hot Shot had the best energy. He sure did. All right, so um, I don't think we had a draft on who goes first. How did we decide that? I Gosh, don't. Pull up, pull up a color on your computer, and then we have to guess what it is. A color? And, yeah, and then whoever guesses that color right or is in the same ballpark. Wait, what? Then, uh, what is even going on? All right. I got a color. I it's on, I'm using paint right now. I'm just doing a bunch of random stuff. All right. Yeah, I got a color too. What? All right. Wait, no. All right. All right. Yeah, we're going to guess Josh's color. We're just yeah. Yeah, just guessing my color. Blue. Yellow. All right, Curtis goes blue. Yellow. JC goes yellow. Green. All right. It was basic. It was blue. Curtis goes first. Yes. Dang, now that I almost said blue. Or wait, do I go first or do I get to choose where I go? No, you go first. No, you go first. Dang, gummit. I wanted to go last. <laughs> so wait, who, who, is, who is closer, yellow or green? Green's closer, right? Yeah, green's closer to the blue. Yes. So, uh, but I mean, I was my color, so this is, I guess this means I go last. All right. So, cool. Yeah, Curtis... Um, JC, Anthony, then me. No, wait, Anthony, then me. I thought you chose green. No, I chose green. Oh, okay, okay. Curtis, Anthony, JC, me. Let's go. 
Let the best man win. <laughs> yes. If you're not first or last. <laughs> <laughs> Who told you that? <laughs> I don't have a that was high when I said that. All right. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Let me let me let me break it down for you boys. Uh get into the mood here. All right. Let us begin with a quote from an American journalist by the name of Norman Norman Cousins. Norman Cousins once posited, death is not the greatest loss in life. The greatest loss is what dies inside us while we live. Mm. Dying in the name of an ideal is seen as noble. Killing in the name of an ideal is seen as extremist. Both result in tragedy, but one yields faster results, albeit at the expense of one's own soul. What if Tron had cut down Clue before his reign of terror had begun? What if Optimus had painted the cosmos in Megatron's Energon before he went adrift only to be found by Starscream? What if Professor X put Jean out of her misery before she destroyed those closest to her? Indecision and self-righteousness have stopped numerous heroes and revolutionaries from making their ideals a reality. That all ends with a Kame Ga Kill. Holy frick! <laughs> a Kame Ga Kill is an action anime set in a morally bankrupt world. Is this where... <laughs> Oh, <laughs> I'm already deep up in this pitch, Josh. You're going to have to pick something else. Okay. Josh, is that your show? I am stunned. I am shocked. Bro, this was... A, it was... It was... Oh, my gosh. It was either going to be a comic kill or kill the kill. Um, uh, But I didn't make a, a thing for kill the kill, but I do have a backup, so... I'll present. I mean, you can pitch Kill a Kill. It's a completely different show. Uh, I'm, no, no, no. I don't. I know. I'm going to present a different show. Or Josh, you can just be like Curtis's pitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my, my gosh, bro! Okay, Curtis. Curtis, please continue your amazing. Yes, pitch. I love this pitch. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Um, Akame Ga Kill is an action anime set in a morally bankrupt world where inequality. Slavery and death are the status quo. A mixture of sci-fi technology and medieval magic, the setting is a fascinating one, filled with political pawns and religious heretics. This world cannot be saved. It must be broken and then rebirthed. The central organization of the show, called Night Raid, was established to act as the angel of death over the land. They would cure their rotten society through blood. As highly trained assassins, each member has a special, unique weapon called an Imperial Arm to dispatch corruption. Every single member of Night Raid is memorable and fleshed out. 
So let's get to the uh, person-by-person pitches here. To Josh. (laughs) In this show, characters finish what they start. In a show more violent and tonally dark than Demon Slayer, you can expect Mm. rich, flawed characters to complement some of the best anime fight scenes ever. And I mean ever. This show has the soul of a shonen, but the tight pacing and brutal deaths of a more adult-oriented program. To JC. Did I mention that one character obtains a magical transforming sword that results in one of the most hype moments in Court of Capes history up to this point. I just locked in my vote. Sorry, boys. (laughs) And not only is this a magical epic sword, but the sword bestows a sick suit upon its user. Yep. You can also expect to learn the lore of said weapons. Do you like complex relationships? Because a Kamega kill contains characters all over the good evil spectrum who all relate to one another in fascinating ways. Can I vote for this twice? (laughs) And then to Anthony, I have just one thing to say. (laughs) I love you, bro. (laughs) (laughs) And then I have things that you could understand. (laughs) I have two quick facts about this show. Fact number one, it is a mere 26 episodes, but it has a definitive beginning, middle, and end. There is nothing left up to the imagination. We know exactly where each character ends up. And then uh, number two is uh, this show has made Anthony and myself cry multiple times. Mm. And then the final statement I have, of course, is join the revolution. Hmm. Josh, have you seen this? Uh, no, I was actually, this was, like, it was a way better pitch than I was going to make. Uh, my pitch was somewhat similar because of things that I've heard and things that I had read. Um, and I was going to lean more anime. So I was like, what's something I haven't seen, but I really, really want to watch? Um, and JC, I have you seen the character designs on this? Um, I think briefly, but I don't remember them. Yeah, okay. I've shown I've shown JC an AMV, but as you know, like if you've seen an AMV for something that you never watched, like you kind of forget all the spoiler stuff. Okay. Yeah. Because the way yeah, the, the characters character are dressed is- and designed are, uh, they're they're great, but also interesting. So yeah. I so, yeah, I I, uh, I cede the rest of my time to the uh, next judge. And or Special Inquisitor. And or Special Inquisitor. Alright, boys. Forget all that. Yeah! <laughs> what you got? Let's just say the court... Uh, court let's not make any hasty decisions on what could or could not be <laughs> this next pitch, alright? Alright. Listen. We live in a world where we Marvel reigns supreme. Mar- we live in the age in which us Marvel fans flourish and have wonderful, wonderful movies to look forward to. And I would argue one of the most hypest movies is coming out this December 17th. 
Oh this no! Is the, this is the filthiest pitch I've ever heard in my life. You're not doing it. This we're gonna see my main boy besides Moon Knight, Spider Man No Way Home. Right. Oh. And the show I'm gonna pitch to you is not the one JC's thinking of. (laughs) But this show, I believe, is the ultimate hype train to get to this movie that I am a hundred percent all the way in to watch and enjoy it maybe become my favorite marvel movie of all time just like josh <laughs> guess what the show i'm about to present to you will equal will finish right when we right before we go see this movie in the theaters what Ooh, okay this show came out in 1999 Oh, Spider Man Unlimited. <laughs> oh, we yes! got like Greece. Yes. Oh, like Greece. Oh no. Yes. No. This, this show containing one of my favorite characters of all time, Spider Man, Peter Parker himself. <laughs> yep, the show's got Spider Man already. <laughs> Nobody interrupt me. All right. <laughs> This, this, we take Spider Man to counter Earth, all right? <laughs> where, where we meet characters that you are very familiar with, but they're not the way you think they are. <laughs> we see wonderful villains, and maybe villains not in villain roles, maybe, maybe heroes in villain roles, such as Green Goblin, Vulture, Venom, and Carnage. All of which are in movies that have come up in the past month and in the future month. And all I can say is this final quote by Stan Lee. The person who helps others simply because it should or must be done and because it is the right thing to do is indeed, without a doubt, a real superhero, just like Spider-Man. Darn right. And this might be one of the sickest Spider-Man suits, in my opinion. That's all I'm going to say. I love that. That's a fun one. That's a really it's, fun one. Oh, and it's a solid 13 episodes. So it would be two sessions of recording. And then we'd move on to the next show. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> yep, yep. The, yep. It would literally the, end? The, pitch, the pitch is like, it will be, it will be short, even if painful. <laughs> Hey, I didn't, crit- <laughs> I didn't criticize anything that I could have done with your pitch. So you can't go around throwing shade at me. I mean, is that a rule that we can't, though? Have we ever said that we can't throw shade during these things? No. Well, I mean, I think... I, don't, I, don't, I, I usually don't, don't. I usually don't. I personally yeah. welcome all shade from all sides. <laughs> now and in the future. I mean, I'll only throw shade if it doesn't look like I'm trying to be defensive, but... Right. So my show, my show, is literally two sessions long, and we'll make it to the movie right on time. And it's a, it, we haven't reviewed an actual superhero content <laughs> so long on our superhero podcast. You're not wrong. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> but, oh. but we have the whole MCU case files. Yeah, we yeah. do. And we got on our podcast, Court of Capes. Yeah. 
<laughs> you got a point there, man. It, it, yeah, it's a, uh, it's the battle this between. I mean, I presented every time I presented, other than like when I chose everybody's show. Um, I presented superhero content. So you've been fighting that good fight, Josh. Yes, I have. When I'm here to that fight with a Spider-Man show. Mm. Dude, I like it. That's a very fun one. And as you know, I'm a Spider-Man stand. So And you know so, what? You know what? This Spider-Man has a freaking cape, so he does. It's <laughs> he made does. out of webs. It's wild. The whole story uh, is wild. There's a love story. The this whole is the first to have nanotechnology, which inspired the Iron Spider suit for Civil War, which inspired the suit we saw in the trailer last week. Wow. That's wild. That's a, yeah. that's a pretty cool legacy. But there are some villains that turn out to be uh, kind of good, which was pretty fun. Huh. Have you seen the show? I have. Wow. I've seen maybe a couple episodes. I saw it off and on when it was airing. I forgot. Was it on Boomerang? Might have been on Boomerang. Go enjoy yourself. But yeah, I'm so excited to watch this show. Go enjoy yourself. All right, JC. Okay. We got a pitch. Yeah, we do. Okay, boys. My original pitch. With its first episode appearing a meager 18 days after the release of Adventure Time. This show is from arguably the best era of Cartoon Network. An era where they knew how to tell a great story with amazing characters and fantastic action. When they were not afraid to dive into some darker storylines. And while, yes, a fun adventuring hero with an animal sidekick voiced by John DiMaggio might sound a little bit familiar. Oh, he's doing it. (sighs) Throughout the series, lines will be blurred between who are the heroes and who are the villains when moral dilemmas arise. The primary antagonist, Van Kleiss, combines the cool factor and the mission of Magneto with the amazing personality of Dr. Doom. And his henchmen are actually composed of some really cool villains. A show that asks, what would it be like if Finn the Human and Jake the Dog were transported into the world of My Hero Academia? A show that knows when to be humorous and when to be serious. A show with amazing action, compelling characters, and the most important qualification for a Court of Cape show. Plenty of shipping material. Oh, okay. Now you have my attention. (laughs) The only question I have for us is why haven't we all watched this yet? And that show is, of course, coming back for a second pitch, Generator Rex. I pitched this before. Back at <laughs> it. And I, I want to watch this show, man. <laughs> oh did that, did that make you more hyped for it, Anthony? Oh, man. I'm so hyped for this show. Did you know some of the things I said? All of them. <laughs> did you? Yep. I watched a review of the series. Oh, no. okay, okay. Well, anyway... <laughs> 
Generator Rex is pretty hype. And he is a superhero in everything but name. Oh my gosh, is he cool. Controlling technology. And doing amazing things. Transforming his body. Oh my gosh. It's a big Donatello show. He literally does machine. <laughs> I wouldn't say that. It's wow. like... It's like oh, I didn't. It, I didn't mean it like that. Wow. What I meant was he's not. He's, he doesn't have Donatello's personality. Is what I was going for. I don't know what Josh is thinking of. No, it's what. <laughs> no, I, no, I just made it funnier when I was because he's like he literally does machines, and I was like Donatello, okay, and I was like wow, and Curtis is like I didn't mean it like that. Well, that cracked me up, man. <laughs> <laughs> nice little sequence there. Oh my. Oh my gosh. Oh man, I love it. I love these pitches, man. Generator X definitely grabbed my attention last time. Mm. Something new, something fresh. Freaky fresh. For sure. Something yeah. I had never heard of until it was presented for the first time. I almost had it that time. Almost had. Yeah, you did. You did. I I voted for it, and I wish I could vote for it this time. Was that was that the Tron election? Probably. Oh, because I think that's when I pitched Prime the first time. Yeah, and then I think I think Josh re-upped Green Lantern for that one, or maybe I it was did. a different. One. No, I did re-up say, Green Lantern. Man, that that was that was a good election, filled with wonderful shows. And yep. just this one. And I'm pretty yeah. sure Tron won on like triple overtime. It was triple overtime. Yeah. Yeah. Prime. Generator Rex just couldn't go the distance in that match. <laughs> uh, but it should have. But it should oh, have. Man. It's such a good show. Oh, man. All right. My turn. Josh, bring us home. All right. So this is uh, going off the, the edge of my seat here. You know, the just trying to figure this out. <laughs> <laughs> as as has become a court of capes uh, election tradition. <laughs> well, I uh, yeah, I'm having to figure this. Okay, here we go. This is a different show. This is not a guy. Okay. Um. All right, boys. I need you focus in real quick. We got a short one. <sighs> Imagine a world where justice and honor are questioned. The roles of heroes grayed out. Where darkness covers the land except for the lights that springs up from a wish. Darkness. A wish that could grant the wisher anything he or she wanted and desired. A story containing mages and heroic spirits. And Yo. the, <laughs> and the pursuit Yo. of this power which lies in none other than the Holy Grail. Oh man, he's doing it. Got an election. This story is filled with some of the most intense battles you will ever see. Filled with relationships and character arcs for multiple characters, maybe done better on any show in this podcast. In the span of only 25 episodes, this show is none other. Than Fate Zero. Ah! 
So, so what happened on this is that both of you have presented two of my favorite anime of all time. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Gosh. The... Yeah. Legit, me and Curtis just watched the Fate movies, which are related to this, like two weeks ago. I yep, am in the pretty good. job. So, uh, yeah, so this, I mean, I feel like I've already explained how this show, and it has similarities to uh, um, to other shows, it's Curtis's as well. Like, they're actually similar in some ways. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's got, you got great relationships, you got them character arcs that are absolutely done to perfection in such a short amount of time. Multiple characters. Yeah, I have seen this show as well, and uh, Josh is telling the truth. He is telling the truth. I've seen both of these shows three times. Whoa! Yep. I have seen both of those shows one time. So well, that was, boys? That was my backup. Well, boys, do we got to spend the next six months watching all these shows? <laughs> uh, oh, my gosh. I don't know about that one. I like election. <laughs> Literally two <laughs> Honestly, honestly, wait, how long is this show, Josh? 25 episodes? 25 episodes. It's only two seasons. The the shows that we have currently that are up. I'm uh, pretty sure, I'm pretty sure if we, if we watched all four shows, we'd be done in three months. I'm not joking. That's crazy. They're all so short, except for Generator X, but that's okay. Yeah, Generator X is like 52, isn't it? It's 60. 60. Yeah, it is, it is way shorter than Prime. It's five episodes in the movie shorter. Ugh. I can't believe we made it through. I don't know if I can do another Prime was for so a while. long, bro. It was. I don't think I can check off on anything at 60. Like, honestly, 52 or more. I can't. I just can't do that right now. Unless, I mean, unless it's elected, elected. Yeah. So currently, the shows we have are like two 25s, a 13, and a 60. Go big or go home. <laughs> oh, man. JC likes them long shows. I like uh, to make a commitment and stick by it. Oh, I'm I not like requiring a commitment. I'm requiring like hype for the movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, All, right. All right. So uh, how are we deciding the uh, election uh, or the voting order? Oh, uh, what do you mean? I mean, it's the same way around. Oh, the voting order itself. Yeah, oh, um, yeah. I mean, we could do like we could do opposite of uh, presentations. Yeah. Okay. So Josh, me, Anthony, Curtis. Yep. Oh gosh, I guess I'm just gonna use this. Okay. Do we all have our votes locked in? Because that has to wow. happen before. But of course, but of course, first. Yes, I do. Um. And My vote is locked. Then. So it's me, then JC, then Anthony. Yep. Okay, and then Curtis. Come to me. Mine is locked. Here. Curtis. All right. So mine. Uh, I think mine's pretty obvious. After much deliberation, Josh selects. <laughs> I gotta make a kill. Woo! Let's go. One uh, for the good guys. 
Well, I mean, it was the show I was going to present, so... <laughs> there you go. You have yeah. excellent taste. See, it, it's hilarious how we were talking about this, because Anthony and I were like, we have the most likelihood to choose the same show. And then turns out we actually had <laughs> that moment happen, but it was between me and Curtis. That's crazy. That's wow. insane. Is that the been... first or second time that's happened? I can't remember. No, I don't think any... This is the first time it's ever happened. I don't think anyone's ever presented a show. Yeah, no, season. yeah. This is the first time that's happened. Wow. I just wanted to watch the Kill series. I've never actually seen it, so I was going to present a show that I'd never seen before, but things that I had heard. What does the Kill series mean? Well, no, no, no. A comic well, like, that Kill stands yeah. on its own. Well, yeah, like any of the Kills. Well, well, comic not related to kill the kill, kill or Agamika Literally. kill. There was those were like what I mean is like either one of those two. Yeah, e- either of the shows with kill in the title. Yeah, yeah, they're not. They're two separate shows, Jason. Yeah, they're they're just gotcha. as separate as Akame yeah. is from Generator Rex. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. And uh, yeah, and uh, the um, yeah. So, um, ba-ba-ba-ba. all right, JC is up. Kamigaku. Oh, yeah. gosh. All right, I guess that's it. Yep, Kamigaku won. <laughs> Anthony, did you vote for it? Uh, no, I voted for Phase Zero. So. Uh, I figured you did. And I voted for Spider-Man. Whoa. Uh, he really did think it win. <laughs> I mean, Curtis has it in his hands to, uh, to win. So. You know, well, you know, I mean, there well, was I mean, literally I, no first that he did it with because you chose the show and JC got the sword in his brain. Well, there, and, there's a I mean, sword in I mean, Fate I, Zero I too. I could have voted for Fate Zero, and then it would have been a tie. There's Excalibur, man. Uh, there, there was a real universe where Anthony voted for Generator Rex and Curtis voted for Generator Rex because he thought that it wouldn't win, and then we were lost. <laughs> That's true. Guys, guys, I totally forgot, but we do have a... Oh, wait, when does it come out? Just kidding. The show came out, though, right? For, uh, what show? What? Cowboy Bebop. Oh, the live-action one? <laughs> yeah. Didn't we say that we were going to... Or was it the movie we said we were going to watch it? No. I don't think we ever made a commitment. No, yeah, we, we did! We no, we, we didn't. We, we tossed around the idea of watching um, the anime around the same time yeah yeah but there was never anything set in stone uh, that was the show i predicted josh would pick yeah that's what i predicted too well i already presented cowboy bebop i mean you can always represent yeah i mean I, yeah okay some of, these and- shows, some of these shows are gonna keep coming back until they're eventually picked i think <laughs> well not Dude, i don't I- think unlimited I chose that show because of the time frame. If there's going to be another Spider-Man show, it's going to be something. It's going to be the one we are all thinking of. Yeah, but we've yeah. all seen it. Yeah. So Okay, and uh, just so that we are all up on like, what's going on here, um, Akamega Kill is on Netflix. Yes. Cool. In the uh, English dub, I believe. And if the dub isn't on Netflix, it's on like a thousand other things. Um, it's on Netflix. And... And uh, we will be watching the first six episodes. And uh, 
Who are we see. gonna? Are we gonna have an episode election? Or episode? No, no. I want to give. I want to assign episodes. Ah, oh, Curtis has so much power in his hands. Well, me, 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 and Curtis can also talk about it because yeah, yeah. Seen me, it. me, me, and Anthony are gonna kind of do a, a group discussion thing, and I will uphold my previous promise of giving myself a maximum of one episode that I really want for this entire show. Okay. All right. So, um, Anthony, do you have it pulled up? Yep. We're going to, we're going to do this in live action. So Anthony, I want to give JC or, okay, we'll go, we'll go from one to six. I want to give Josh episode one, kill the darkness. The darkness correspondent. Agreed. Um, now, Anthony, what are your thoughts on episode two? Um, I think episode two could go to you. Yeah, I'll take it. Based on the kill, title, that seems like a Curtis one. Kill the authority. Who? And also, also, how dope is it that all these episode titles are killed to something? That's pretty dope. Should I put this all in the chat? Yeah, yeah, if you sure. don't mind. Yeah. Um... Anthony, episode three. Um, do, you, do you want episode three, Anthony? Yeah, I was going to say I want episode three. All right, all right. Dope, dope. Um, let's see. Uh, episode, okay, episode three is Kill Your Cares. And then episode four is Kill the Imperial Arm Users. Um, let's see. Um, I want to give JC this episode. Yeah, that works. And then, let's see. And then I, I'll take uh, episode five, Kill the Dream. And then I want to give JC episode six, six Kill yeah, the Absolute Justice. I want, <laughs> I want uh, JC to have sex really bad. Yeah, oh, me man. too. Me too. <laughs> okay. Every time we do these things, I just think of all the shows that are great out there that I could watch. You know, because there's so many good shows out there. It's crazy. I feel like this show definitely forces us, or not forces us, it just pushes us to watch different shows that are fantastic that we just never seen. And what I'm happy about is I was able to successfully pitch this show without spoiling a single thing. That's amazing. Which is imperative for this show. I feel like indirectly, I, I won as well because this is my show too. So. Um, Did you get spoiled on anything, Josh? Uh, no, no. Okay, good. Yeah, don't look up anything while yeah, we're doing it. Do not no. look up anything. I will watch anybody. everything. Um, Anthony, I didn't realize Fate Zero was so high on your list, man. Uh, I love the Fate series. Fate Zero, Fate Unlimited Blade Works. The three Fate movies, as well as the original Fate show. Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. All right, guys. So, so should I just not even go on the Wikipedia to look at episodes? Is that how spoilery this could be? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. no. I, I, don't, I don't think so. I think we should forbid it. But, like, I'm saying not even the episode list on Wikipedia. Yeah, no, no. Okay. No way. I'm on I'm the joking. episode list of like Google, but I'm not caring about the descriptions. I'm just, I'm <laughs> Josh, like, Josh no, is like, I'm already no. I haven't read anything. I've just read the titles. Um, so well, I'm, just uh, stay as spoiler-free as possible, and uh, I will trust you all to be big boys. Okay, you know what? I'm not even going to look at the... like. 
isn't there like icons or whatever on the episodes? For yeah, Netflix? yes. Don't I'm look at those. Um, I'm not. I'm not doing anything. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna close my eyes and click on the episodes with my eyes closed. Close your eyes. You're a gentleman and a scholar, Jason. <laughs> oh man, that that was a great draft, great presentation, boys. I love it, Anthony. I might be watching Spider Man Unlimited on the side, to be honest. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I. Uh, I mean, I, I really liked it, and I'll do anything to get me into Spider-Man No Way Home. I mean, I'm already super hyped, but that isn't Spider-Man No Way Home. You know what I mean? So, like, right. I might even start reading some Spider-Man comics on the side. Um, I've been reading a ton of Nightwing, though, and it's been so much fun. That's not Spider-Man. No, it's not, but he's very Spider-Man-like anyways. Are we still recording? Yes, we are. We're still yeah, recording. All right, well, we'll stop recording. All right, well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen of the jury. Our thoughts on the Transformers movie, the Transformers Prime movie, um, the show as a whole, and our It was a great experience. A fun viewing experience. It was. It was. That show, What a positive thing about that show is how much of that show you can actually analyze and talk about, whether it be cons or pros. Mm. It is. They're Autobots. <laughs> yeah, a true, yeah. Um, so, <laughs> look forward to our next episode. We will be discussing the first six episodes of Gamica Kill. And it will be a blast, I presume. So, <laughs> without further ado, I'm just going to go basic. It's been real. Autobots roll out. It has been sparkerific. <laughs> it's been uh, uh, Decepticon. <laughs> Real fun. It's so fun. <laughs> when you go for that voice, Anthony, I swear you sound like Ratchet sometimes. It's wild. <laughs> All right. Peace out.